Loading. Artist. Audio. Insight. Otcast. Verb. Interview with artists working today. Otcast. Noun. Insights into the work and process. Hello, and welcome to Otcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Loading. Artist. Audio. Insight. Okay. Well, let me just welcome you to Oddcast, Tim. <laughs> Thanks. Nice to be here. Oh, uh, yeah. So, my first question is, when did you fall in love with art? I feel like you became an artist. Um, really, in high school. Um, back in, you know, back in the 80s. Um, I think that was, that was it for me. Uh, I had a... Uh, art class, an, an upper level art class. Well, first I started off in a in a in tenth grade um, in a class in my school that was um, kind of it was it really wasn't an art class. This was the class that they sent people who were bad to, so they could <laughs> like you know get an easy A or something like that. And the teacher unfortunately oh, wow. was past her due date. <laughs> I mean she was. She was, you know, really nuts, unfortunately. You know? Oh, yeah. So, but anyway, um, but the next year I got to go into the upper level art class and, you know, and things really opened up there for me. Um, I had a teacher who was uh, really interested in impressionism and that's really where I started my um, learning about color and everything through him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, looking at impressionist works and so forth. How important is formal art training to an artist? Um, I, th- I think that formal art training is important. I, I think you can get by. I mean, I think you know you can do art without formal training. But I think it, you know, formal training gives you the tools, gives you a wider range of tools um, than you would have on your own. You know, just sort of experimenting. Uh, yeah. I think it gives you a base to start with, and then, you know, you can take that and, you know, just go off on your own, you know, and disregard those, you know, guidelines or rules, you know, to make your own work. Um, but I think that having a grounding, you know, and, and knowing something more about art history and so forth than you would ordinarily know if you just sort of like rambled on by yourself, um, yeah. I think is, is really important to an artist. Because I think, um, having that history and knowing how that history influences what you do and how, and know also knowing how you can um, maybe react against that history, you know, to yeah. make your own work is, is really important. Yeah. It's funny. Um, one of my previous interviews with EC, she had said something about um, learning, sort of learning the rope, so to speak. This isn't exactly how she put mm-hmm. it, but, and like, and, like as you were saying, learn learn the rules and then learn to break them, right? Or, or to, as EC put it, to improvise after having having that grounding or that that history with with learning, say fundamentals or right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's that, that's exactly it. How do you feel the computer or the internet helps or hurts an artist? Um. Wow. <laughs> I think it, I think it helps in a lot of ways. Um. Because you you get you have a wider um, exposure to a, a lot of work that you might not um, see otherwise, or yeah. might be exposed to otherwise. Also, there's a networking aspect. You know, getting to know artists from all over the world uh, in different places, and you don't have to leave your home. You know, 
Facebook right, is a yeah. perfect example of that, you know, uh, as you know. Uh, right. Uh, the, there's like 900-something people on my, <clears throat> on my friends list, and um, about 90% of them are artists. Yeah, all, all the creative people, you know, the right. other ten percent are people that I know, you know, around me and you know, real life that I have real close, intimate uh, relationships with. So um, yeah, it's been and it's been really, it's it's really good to, you know, for that reason I think uh, being able to expose yourself. The the downfall for me, one of the downfalls is, and this falls within any sort of technology that uses reproductions is looking at photographs, you know, of an art installation online is, you know, you, you still, you just don't have that direct, you know, contact uh, with the work. And you can't sometimes, you know, I can't fly off to <laughs> Italy yeah. at, at a whim to see, you know, <laughs> to see, um, <laughs> you know, frescoes that I might want to see or in Spain or somewhere. So, you know, the Internet is good for that. Uh, just like books yeah. were, you know, uh, when right. they came along uh, for this. What? I'm sorry, you said books. What? Uh, what it's are just books? like um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> books? What? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I I think I think overall I think the I think the you know computer has been good um, on a large level, um, and also uh, for me. Uh, I've experimented with Photoshop and doing digital sketches, you know, so that's always kind of fun. Um, if I'm just sitting around, I mean, I, I still have actual, you know, sketchbooks and I, you know, always make little sketches on paper and everything. But um, just being able to fiddle around and, and be able to move things around without committing to, say, a canvas or committing to a panel, you know, you have right. this instrument that where you can try all these little things that you can come back to in your work or not. Right. Yeah. Just like to, to achieve the possibility of more possibilities. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Let's see. Okay. You briefly mentioned sketches, but do you tend to use any of those in your work? Like previous to say moving to a panel? Or? Um, yeah, well, I, I do and I don't I, I do um, but I don't do it in the sense of moving a specific sketch to a, to a panel or or a canvas. Um, I do it as a way of figuring out you know testing out ideas and just throwing stuff out there and seeing what might work for something. Um, there's there's never any one sketch that makes it that become that then becomes a painting. Right, yeah. it, 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 there's all sorts of interventions in between there, between you know sketch and painting. So, um, so I may like work out a, a general idea, you know, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Right, it's not verbatim. Exactly, to, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because of the way I work, I work, you know, fairly, fairly spontaneously. But more recently, I've um, taken to. Uh, Thinking a little bit more about my compositions, um, yeah, yeah, as opposed to just just reacting to what I did before. You know, I'm still reacting to what I did before, but I'm taking a little bit more time with it. I think now. Yeah, with composition. You yes. Think? Yeah, that's great, and I I can see that in some of your work where it, it appears that composition is important, mm -hmm. especially some of the earlier works. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. How do you get yourself out of creative blocks? Um, 
That's that's interesting. There's a lot of different ways. It depends on how I'm feeling. Um, sometimes, you know, I've had to just like not go to the studio and do yeah. other things um, in order to get pat get over something because I found that to be a very useful tool these days. Um, more recently, the older I get, the more I appreciate like actually taking time away as opposed to just continuously digging at it, digging at it, and digging at it. Um, and coming up with, you know, the same bad results that I might have had before. So yeah. sometimes I'll just um, maybe not go to the studio for a day or two, um, do other things, do housework, or, you know, I have a job too, so there's that. Um, and just just do other things, you know, read, go to the movies, whatever, yeah. uh, live, <laughs> you know, and just um, and then come back. And sometimes even just... You know, just one day away from something will give me enough of a fresh perspective yeah. so that when I go back to it, I can, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is good. Whereas in the, in the past, I was more likely to um, just keep trying to, you know, work at it, work at it, work at it, and just have this mess and just, you know, and just become more and more frustrated. Whereas now I'm more willing to take some time to back off a little bit and let it, and let you know, just let the work sit there and just, you know, just be there. And then I'll just come back to it and, you know, with a different eye, hopefully. Yeah, it's, I think that's smart for the process, if you ask me to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, sometimes that that's where you can clear your mind and you can get ideas, mm-hmm. too, by doing something like laundry or yeah, know, going yeah, to work. Yeah, absolutely. And even when I'm at work, you know, I work, you know, um, a few days during the week, like four days a week. And when I'm at work, it never... I'm never really out of the studio. I tell people this all the time. Like when I'm at work, I'm always thinking about what I'm doing and what I've been doing at the studio. And sometimes even those days um, are really productive. What is the most experimental thing you've done to a work? Oh, (laughs) Um, I think the most experimental I've done was probably back in the, um, like after I got out of, out of school, out of uh, out of temple, um, <clears throat> I started making works that were that straddled the line between sculpture and and painting. Um, where I used um, I would like nail or screw uh, aluminum sheets to wood and use enamel paint on those, and then also um, uh, oh, there's this stuff I forgot uh, shellac and. Oh, yeah. You know, acrylic paint and all sorts of things. And I, I had um, also used plexiglass. So one piece would have, like, wood, um, aluminum, plexiglass that I painted on back and forth on the, uh, on the front and on the rear, um, scraping out. So, yeah, I think, like, around, like, yeah, 90, 96, 97, 98, roughly, I was doing stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. What feeds your work more? Would you say your other work, looking at other art or life or something other than those things? Um, oh, man, I think a combination of those things, actually. Uh, my other work, um, uh, looking at other people's work, all constantly, constantly looking at you know, other artists' work, including you know, peers of mine, seeing what they're doing and seeing how people are um, you know, solving problems you know, yeah. in their work. And, and that's, that always sort of like, feeds back into what I'm doing. Um, and, and also music, um, 
design. I'm a, I'm a huge like Dave. I don't know if you know heard of him, David Carson. No. He's a designer. Uh, do you do you remember the magazine Ray Gun from the '80s music magazine? Ray Gun. No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, look it up. Look it look up. Uh, okay. He he really did a lot of things. Um, Carson is a C A R S O N. Um, he did some things for graphic design that um, really just and and using um, and using fonts and whatnot that really change how people look at graphic design. So, oh, cool. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, you know, a lot of influences that feed what I do. So this um, <laughs> this question is always interesting for me. Okay. Um, can you use three to five words to describe your work? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm horrible for doing this. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay because I've actually thought about this in the past. Um, um, for me, but I haven't thought about it recently. I should have. <laughs> I saw the I saw the question, but anyway, um, uh, layered, layered, colorful, layered, colorful. I would say layered, colorful, uh, searching. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's a quest. It's a quest. It's always a quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a couple of words, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. So of the work that you sent me, the new the new work, which will be on the blog post, mm-hmm. um, this this it's sort of a phrase. So it's a the geometric study of water. <laughs> the geometric study of water. Wow, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. And it's funny because you actually have, um, was it Little Universe in parentheses as the title as well? You have Night Pond. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, absolutely. In line with that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah, I hadn't, that just never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because that, that piece in particular, um, and I gave it that name because, um, you know, the values they are fairly muted and dark right. and those greens sort of reminded those greens and those yellows in the background once I had finished the painting reminded me of like looking at a you know a dark pond or something and it there was a there was a sense of a time of day to it yeah that um that I felt so that's where that that's where that title came from there's um another word that came to me mm-hmm. um that, and I tried to do a little bit of research, so hopefully I'll get through this if you, <laughs> if, if need be. Uh, but the word refracted came into my mind too. Refracted. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's that's kind of interesting because, um, and especially in this body of work, there's a lot of references to mirrors and um, relation and those types of relationships. And um, I think there's a lot of things going on in this new body of work that reflects um this that that alludes to uh humanity like the 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 that alludes to the viewer so to speak yeah. the viewer experience um so the name the title of my show my next show is uh presence and okay. that's where that came from because that when once i started looking at this new body of work uh and seeing you know what was happening um you know, there in, in a couple of those paintings that I sent, those images that I sent you, there's uh, like the mirror painting, like the small gray mirrors, for instance. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. there are these, you know, these linear elements um, that that one is in front of the other, and the one in front doesn't quite match up with what's happening in the back. And and that I did on purpose. Uh, I would leave like areas where you know lines didn't line up, or they went in another direction from each other because um, that's sort of mimics to me um, how we interact with the world and how we see ourselves, um, how we interact with the world and how we um, see ourselves reflected, you know, in our relationship. Other people, kind yeah, of from yeah, with yeah, with other people. Um, yeah. and how, how other people see ourselves, how we see ourselves, and how th- those images never quite match up with, you know, what you think you are or who you think you are. Yeah, yeah. And how can you really know somebody else if you're trapped in that, where you, where you, you know, if you just look at them and see yourself? Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and, there's, and, and, there's, and, that's, and the other thing is that there's no, you know, there's no one us. You know, we can look in the mirror and say, oh, that's me, but that's not all of you. You know what I mean? Psychologically, um, we are connected with other people in different ways. You know, we go through our day like, you know, you might be a teacher. You know, people know you as a teacher here or people know you as husband. Oh, as like an identity? Identity, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So I think for me, all those things sort of like came together, you know, identity, um, you know, reflecting, um, uh, yeah, identity and reflection. I think those things sort of like came together in those pieces. Cool. Thanks for that little description. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, w- one thing too that uh, now the newer paintings. Do you like on your, your say the first layer? Mm-hmm. Is, are you using patterns in that too, or is that just more of scraping or dry brushing? Or? No, um, there's uh, there's only, there's one piece where I use uh, stenciling in the background, and that was um, deer in the headlights. I don't know if I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the yeah. blue one. Um, but no, the, other than that, um, it's all just uh, layers of paint that are built up, right. you know, uh, on top of uh, one on top of the other. Now my next question is, who are some of your favorite artists? Oh man, that's another <laughs> another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, um, going back, Demon Corn, um, Richard Serra, um, Christopher Wool. Um, I like uh, Susan Rothenberg. Um, yeah, I can almost see that. Um, with the handling of paint, actually. Oh yeah, for, for yeah. Which which one? With Susan Rothenberg. Oh really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's that's really wild. Huh. I just got the image in my head. <laughs> it's great. It's like it's a nice conversation with her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I mean, I I never like took you know like anything verbatim, but I guess all these influences show up one way or the other. Um, yeah. it's, you know, an interesting thing that has happened to me over the years or happened with me in my work is that people have res- responded to a lot of, especially the earlier work, um, some like works I've done between, say, like, you know, 2009, 2010 and so forth. Um, and even earlier than that, um, comparing or bringing up Philip Guston in yeah, terms of yeah. like. I guess in terms of color and paint handling and so forth, and so that was a, that's always been interesting to me because I've I've not really paid that much attention to his work, 
Uh, right. I've yeah, seen his yeah. work, but he hasn't been so. Like, I haven't bought a book about him. I haven't really studied his work or anything. But it's kind of interesting that people are seeing those, seeing that connection. Right. It's it's pretty neat when you, when you. Uh, I like to think of it as like you're sort of in a conversation with another artist who whose work you either never seen mm-hmm. or or just really haven't studied so so much. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it dawns on you maybe through your own research or exploration or or someone else says hey there's like a hint of a similar language between so and so you know or yeah it's pretty neat yeah yeah i mean and, and there's there's you know i mean going back um in terms of artists that like um going back to like old masters you know caravaggio i just read a book about him that's really good um it's a it's a biography a new one that came out like a couple last year actually my next question is, do you have an artist quote you'd like to share? Um, you know, I'm bad at remembering quotes. Uh, I come yeah, across yeah. stuff all the time, but there's one that I made up about 10 years ago that I still have hanging in my studio, and it's a reminder to me to not let anything become precious. And um, it's, it's, it goes, um, be willing to rip it up, tear it apart, and put it back together or something else. Uh, oh, cool. And I adopted that. Um, years ago to just, just as I just said, just as a reminder to not let any one mark or any like thing become so precious that, um, it, it stops me from making a painting better or, or taking a painting in a, in a, in a direct, in another direction where it could become better. You know, like I have, yeah, yeah. you know, I have a lot of my tendency is to work in layers and a lot of times, you know, I'll go through several several paintings on one piece. Um, and these days, if I find something that I like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I know I did it, but it, it you know, it's got to go. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's how I, that's how I get myself. Um, I allow myself to stay free. It's a way of freeing myself from the trap of, you know, Oh my God, this is so great. This thing is so great, you know, but, you know that one thing doesn't make a whole painting. You know, and yeah, it doesn't right. make you a whole painting. It doesn't make a whole painting the best it can be. So um, sometimes those, you know, those marks or those precious little things, you know, it, it really it can really stop us. So I, I yeah. yeah, it's just a constant reminder to to uh, let things go periodically. Right. <laughs> That's an important thought, I think, as far as the process goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important for um, creative people in general because, um, you know, I think anybody who's creative, you know, you, you you can fall into these places where where you're comfortable, you know, or, you know, you like something a lot, but it's not necessarily the best thing for the story or for the dance or for the painting or whatever you're doing, you know. Um, so, cause you have to look at these things, you know, as a whole and, and so if you get stuck on this one little detail, um, I think that's, for me, I think that's like creatively, uh, a creative death in a way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. That's no, not that's, funny. No, that's, no, that's cool. <laughs> creative death. Is, uh... <laughs> that's a pretty loaded term, but you know. <laughs> Whatever. One of the things that I noticed in your new work that there's a lot of straight lines, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And now, 
I, I, I know, like, for me, I I would never be able to do that. <laughs> do, you <have> a, <laughs> do you have a really steady hand, or is it just... Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> never thought about it's it? Not, no, I haven't thought about it. I mean, it's a combination of the hand and, and the, the brush, you know, the type of brush that I use. You know, I might use... Yeah. It depends on the... Um, yeah, it depends on the brush. Like some, I I use both uh, nylon and and as well as uh, bristle brushes, and you know they each give a different type of line. And depending on if it's around, you know it, it really kind of depends. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I do tend to have a fairly you know fairly steady hand when I'm making these uh, marks. So those those yeah those, when I'm making those lines, um, and it's it's also interesting because it's, it's a break from what I was doing you know even a couple of years ago uh, with because my former work. Uh, was much more um, expressive in a way um, that's different. You know, I, I was using a lot of these um, interwoven um, loops uh, to make fields. Um, so in this new work, it's moving towards one of the one of the things that I wanted to try uh, working at to sort of break out of like this um, this this habit I had of this certain way of moving my hand where I was making those looping marks was one that um, with most of the new work, the all the action takes place within the picture plane, within the boundaries of the surface or the support. Right. Um, so there are a couple that are much more field-like, but there are maybe three of them that are much more field-like, but a lot of them... Um, you know all the markings um they're they're confined you know there's a chance for expansion, but all the marks and everything all the forms are confined to within the um to within the the picture itself um right so and so the other thing that I thought about was if I wanted to change how I was you know moving my hand, then I had to go from say making circular movements to like say maybe making straight movements you know it was just that simple yeah. you know making a straight yeah. making you know using utilizing straight lines as opposed to you know a circular motion and um so that's kind of like where i that's kind of like where i started moving with this body of work setting those sorts of parameters those formal parameters and then as the work developed you know the, these other things started coming in um, like what I mentioned before about, you know, mirroring, refraction, the more philosophical things right, right, um, started yeah. coming in. Um, and then the problem became how was I going to work with this, you know, these things. And the layering is still there. Uh, I'm just finding different ways of engaging that. Next, Tim talks about working with different materials and supports and what it can do to the work. This is this is something else that has come up for me recently, and uh, it has to do with um, using the right tools for what you want to make. You know what I mean? Like for me, um, with the work I've been doing, um, I've been using panels for a long time, and I for the type of work I've been doing, I was doing a lot of uh, like the stencil work. I was doing a lot of sanding down through layers and revealing layers that were underneath, you know, a top layer. Um, yeah. And I was, you know, I really enjoyed that about the rigidness of, you know, using a material like, you know, like wood panels. Um, right. And then, you know, when it comes to canvas, it's like, you know, a whole different deal. You know, you really have to, like, you just have to work with it in, in a different way. Uh, like, for instance, I'm doing four 
vertical canvases that are um, 72 by 24. Um, and, like, I, I, you know, I didn't have time to have, like, uh, panels, you know, that were that dimensions made up for me or anything. So I decided, well, let me let me do it on canvas. And so I had to, I've had to adjust how I uh, make the images um, on canvas. So it's opened up this it, it's opened up this other way, like through struggling with those, you know, it's it's made me realize that it's important to understand and um, respect the the. the the materials that you're working with, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of trying to do something with this one material that you can do with the other and that, or not having the same expectations. I think that's it. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Because it varies so much. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, canvas has a give and right. the panel doesn't just to name one difference. That's a, that's you know? a, and that's a huge, huge difference. And then there's the texture of the, of the canvas as well. That's different from, right. cause yeah. I tend to sand down the, um, the panels and the panels rigid. So, um, there's that to consider as well. Up next, Tim talks about taking ideas from the smaller works to larger paintings. <laughs> cause I had finished a whole bunch of, um, the smaller pieces, you know, a while yeah. ago. And then, um, I just had to figure out how I was going to translate some of those ideas because some of those ideas on those smaller paintings, um, I had a really tough time working them up into the larger pieces, you know, and the larger pieces oh, really? aren't huge. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, the largest like single piece will be, will be a, um, actually a diptych that's made out of two, um, 48 by 60 panels. So there's so basically it's eighty four by sixty. Um, yeah. So, um, but anyway, like you know, my one of my biggest struggles during the summer has been moving those ideas from those sixteen by twenty inch panels up yeah. to yeah, you know, a forty eight by sixty inch panel, which is you know is a huge. I, I just finished one last night um, that actually came out you know, really fairly well, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but I, it was such a relief because, um, and, you know, I really had a hard time, like, you know, th that, that panel went through a lot of changes and I had a hard time working those ideas on that were small up into these larger, you know, pieces. Sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, sometimes there's a certain, you know, size for some ideas that yeah. this is it. This works, you know what I mean? You think it goes down to proportions, kind of? Or? Um, it could be. It, it could be. It could be. Um, I think it's the. I think sometimes, yeah, proportions are scale. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. it's more uh, more about the scale of it because. Um, it might not. Maybe proportions isn't right because that's a little bit. Um, but yeah, scale I think is probably more. Accurate. Yeah, it's it's it's. Um, Moving, you know, something that's, you know, taking something, yeah, that's that's fairly small, and then, you know, blowing it up, basically, you know, um, yeah. it it just you have to change your mindset about it, you know, you, how, you know how much, you know how you move your arm, you know, how, yeah, right. you know, because here I'm like I might be just doing this, but then on this larger painting I got to move here, got to move here, and then I got to step back more. You know, and yeah, like, yeah. I have to take more time in actually making it, 
you know, like because I'm going back and forth and seeing how different things relate to each other. Whereas on a smaller piece, obviously, you know, you, you it's much more intimate and you can, you know, just play around with it just quicker um, yeah. than you can on a larger piece. You know, there are a lot more considerations on a larger scale, especially when you and and then there's the there are the considerations um, with how different things are going to work together in a show. Yeah. You know, different pieces. I like like getting to a point last night where I could see different paintings having conversations, you know, with each other yeah, was cool. really, was like, was a, a huge breakthrough and a huge relief. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. That's great. Yeah, great. No, I, I, I want to really thank you for being available. This is, you know, I, I really appreciate um, the opportunity, you know, to, to talk about, well, talk about my work. <laughs> no, yeah, that's great. No, I, it was nice to get a hint into your process and and how you work. So thanks. The pleasure is mine. Cool. This has been Artcast. Thank you from me, your host Philip J. Mellon. Keep the dialogue going. <laughs>